Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Active Quest episode 85. 85. I'm one of your hosts, Joseph Yaden. Joining me today is Mr. Chris Penwell. Hello, Chris. Hello. Um, I'm doing okay. Um, I uh, might be speaking a bit weirdly uh, this episode, so please is, bear with is me. Is that because you're British? Cause no, you're British? It's, it's not just that. <laughs> um, it's also because um, I'm dealing with stuff with my teeth. So. Um, especially with the THs, I'm gonna have trouble mentioning those kind of words. So, uh, you know, I, I think you sound beautiful. I don't, I, I can't tell a difference. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope you feel better, dude. That sucks. That's yeah. like really. Annoying. I kind of had a bad week, um, but let's keep let's, let's make this good. Let's let's have some. Okay, let's, have let's a good make time. it good. We're we're rooting for you. We wish you a speedy recovery, and thanks for still being on the show, even if you're in bad shape right now. That you're a trooper, man. So. <laughs> I try. Appreciate that. Uh, joining us as well, Josh. You're wearing this. What is that? A cardigan? What do you got? Oh there? yeah, I'm a hipster. I love cardigans. <laughs> I that you look. I've got to say, you look really it's good in that, Josh. I've got to say. Somebody at say. work told me uh, one Mr. time. Josh. I like your fancy <laughs> flannel, and I'm like, it's a cardigan, and they were like, same thing, and I'm like, all right, because he said yeah. it like it was a bad thing, and I'm like, I, you've insulted me twice. I love like flannels. An insult. Yeah. Um, Mr. Josh Nichols, hello. How's it going? Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. It's good to be here. I took a shower right before, uh, so I'd smell good for you guys. You know what I mean? That's Instead good. of showering this morning, I wanted to be nice and fresh for podcast. Fresh with a pH, yeah. of course. Um, man, this week, whew, crazy. This week, guys, it's it's happening. Things are happening. Finally. All right. So about fucking yeah, finally. Time. Okay. So let's let's talk about some things. So one of the, I mean, the biggest story of the week, of course, is the the Xbox uh, One X and Series S uh, release date, prices, all this stuff got leaked. And I've got to say, leaks suck for the PR teams and for everybody involved. Yeah, I think Microsoft handled it beautifully. We'll talk about it a little bit more in depth, but uh, all that stuff is out in the open. Everything uh, Microsoft is doing, pretty much uh we, we know about so that's awesome and then this morning we're recording on saturday this morning sony just tweeted out hey we're having an event on wednesday they didn't specifically say they were going to be announcing any you know release dates or prices but, but we can probably what they usually guess. do when they have these kind of like um videos or like showcases they say we're not going to mention the price we're not going to mention the release date and that's stuff true like that. they didn't do that with this one so that's true that's true so yeah that could be a thing uh, aside from that this week was all or like last week when, you know by the time you guys hear this uh was the ubisoft forward event uh where we got a whole bunch of ubisoft news um just wanted to we don't have this in the runner show here but just wanted to kind of acknowledge the bullshit about the the the, the whole misconduct thing that yeah. they couldn't tack that video on to the to the presentation i think itself. that's bullshit i don't really un- yeah, I don't really understand that. That I, I, it, it, the fact that they even said that was like, there's also it, proof it because they yeah. could have attached it to the the VOD later and they didn't. So if that really was the reason, yeah, then it would have been at the beginning of that. And they had months to prepare for that as well. So that's just yeah. complete horseshit. Really strange, really strange. But nonetheless, we got some cool announcements there. We'll talk about that. Uh, Prince of Persia remake got announced. That's cool. It looks like ass. Like like visually, yeah. it doesn't look very good, but I am excited to jump back into that game. 
Um, the Gods and Monsters thing, which I guess it's now called Immortals Phoenix Rising. We'll talk about that. And then this interesting thing here with control and the upgrade and all that. We'll talk about that. that that's still, we've been following this story for like a month now, and just more it's keeps bizarre. happening with that. Very strange, very bizarre. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Uh, a couple delays, a couple reveals we'll jump into. Got some questions. Um, Chris. You've been playing Watch Dogs 2. That's a good video game. It's a very good game. I like video that video game. game. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, what else? What else? Josh, you've been playing uh, Plants vs. Zombies. That's awesome. Um, we'll hear your thoughts on that. I haven't really been playing anything differently this week. I, I, <laughs> I've just basically been playing uh, Tony Hawk and Avengers. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to have our dedicated Tony Hawk and Avengers episodes. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, just a minute. I've been playing that, too. I just, I'm not going to talk about it, because we'll talk about it in an, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing that, oh, too. The game's fucking point. dope. Yeah. Oh, you can still talk the about Tony it. Hawk, I just meant, yeah. Yay, Tony Hawk. Yay, Tony Hawk. Um, so, I, w- I would ask if you guys have had a good week. I, Chris, I know your, yours has been a little rocky, but yeah, we're going to <laughs> try to make the best of this here. Yeah. Uh, Josh? Anything interesting happened this week? You just you got stuck at McElDews in the drive thru <laughs> Yeah, man. People order like a lot of food sometimes when they go there, and then I end up behind them, and I'm just getting like a drink or two, you know, or like some fries. Yeah. And then the person in front of me is getting like five of everything. Yeah. They need to have a, a drink course. and snack line only. You know, like I'm just here for a pop <laughs> and a McFlurry. That's that that could that could work. Um, their drink machine was down. That's a bummer. Yeah, I wanted. Or, or no, no make, they're, yeah, the ice cream. They're not their drink machine. The ice cream. Yeah, machine, whatever, I wanted to get that down. Chips yeah. Ahoy McFlurry. Don't down. put a pretty picture of a McFlurry out there if I can't order one. Mm. Why are they down so often? I don't know. We could do a whole podcast on Patreon the, the exclusive someday. <laughs> We're mad at McDonald's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get into some quick stuff here before we get into the news. In terms of actual news that we're going to spend a lot of time on, there really isn't a whole lot other than the Xbox stuff. We'll talk about the control thing as well. But there's just a lot of just quick stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, PS5 Showcase is going to be happening Wednesday, September 16th. Chris, as you pointed out, they didn't say anything. Like, you know, we're not releasing a price or, or announcing the price or release date or anything like that. Um, it's a 40-minute presentation, 1 p.m. Pacific on Wednesday. That'll be interesting. Um, we'll yeah, be seeing uh, more stuff about games and uh, some games, world-class yeah. developers around the world. So, yeah, um, cool. we could see some new stuff. I think it'd be funny if and they just walked out the- and said, we're making one, and then that was it. <laughs> like, it, it's happening. Yeah. We're going to make and a PS5. Just, all right. Yeah. Just don't show um, Godfall again, for God's sake, please. I've, yeah. I've had enough of that game. Yeah. I yeah, think it'll probably be a fun I'm, I'm, game, but showing it's not doing them any favors. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys think they're going to talk are about GTA 5 same... at all? No. God, no. <laughs> That'd be so cool. Um, are, are we all on the same page that they're going to uh, announce the release date and the price? Yeah, they have to. Do we sure. all think they that? They have to. I think so. What, what, what do you what think are, the price? Yeah. yeah, let's let's do our predictions. Okay, so I'm sticking with my guns, even though Xbox just went and and we'll talk about this later. They had their great prices, of course. Um, I I'm still thinking four ninety nine for the digital, five ninety nine for the physical. That's my that's my guess. That's nuts. Uh, Josh, Josh, what do you think? I think that they're gonna do uh four ninety nine on the regular one, 
and I think they're going to do $399 in the digital. And I know everybody says, like, oh, it doesn't cost $100 for an optical drive. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're going to take a bigger hit on it, though, for one big reason. Well, two, I guess. One, to be competitive. Right. And two, because if they buy, if you buy a digital PlayStation 5, every single game you buy, they're getting money off of. I mean, they get, they get it true. off the retail so can... copies, too, but they get more off a digital copy. So yeah. they'll make that and money up you thinking... you know, so fast. Right. Uh, what are you thinking on release date? Uh, I'm thinking November 13th. Uh, I saw November 20th getting kicked around a lot online, and that I, I, yeah. that was on a day, I think that was on a day that they usually announce stuff or release stuff, so I think 20th yeah. sounds good, but I, okay. I think, I think yeah. definitely within a week of Xbox, if not, you know, if yeah. not that day. That's what it was last, or this gen. Um, Chris, uh, price and release date, what do you think? Uh, 399 for the old digital... Uh, four ninety nine for the physical, uh, PlayStation Five, just because you have to stay competitive of the series yeah. S, I and X uh, and I, X. Yeah, I do want to say that I think Joseph. I think that if Xbox hadn't gone that low, I think that they would have. I think PlayStation was waiting <laughs> because they probably wanted to announce a price closer to what you said. You they know might what I mean? Heard right. something too. So I, yeah. I think that was probably the and plan. Chris, like, okay, how, a... how big of a hit are we taking? Let's see what Xbox says. Right. Chris, what about uh, release date? What do you think? Um, I'm thinking a week from where Xbox is at or on the same day. Oh, God, not on the same day. I can't imagine that. I, I don't know. It could happen for sure. We've, we've seen it happen before, I believe. So. I don't know. Interesting. Well, we'll see. By the time this episode goes live, we'll have a couple days until that reveal. So we'll see if, uh, if that actually pans out. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. Hopefully they, they actually reveal the release date and price. Uh, next up, a lot of people got their hands on the Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War multiplayer. It's like a uh, closed beta or alpha or whatever. Um, looks cool. Uh, there is this one map. It was awesome. It was like there's these ships and there's like three of them and you have to, and like there's like zip lines so between cool. the ships that that looked really cool i i, I was into that um a lot Is of people were saying it, it's what? yeah no it was like it was like a 10v10 so like oh, big team but not okay. quite not quite ground war um but a lot of people were saying it's like a mix between black ops and modern warfare so that sounds cool um but one thing that's odd they they i didn't realize this uh, until recently they they're getting rid of the doors so no more closing doors and then dead silence is a dead silence is a perk again so everybody's just going to be silent so that'll be interesting looking forward to that um yeah i i'm i'm curious to see how that ties to warzone for sure chris we're gonna have to see how that works out right yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see the future of Call of Duty. I, um, I guess I might talk about this later, but uh, I've been really interested in the multiplayer recently. And I'm digging it. Oh, we played together, yeah. remember? That was fun. That was great. That was fun. <laughs> um, so one of the things they announced at the Ubisoft Forward uh, was Scott Pilgrim. The game, Scott, what, what, what is it? Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game, I guess. Yeah, complete it's edition. like the complete version, the complete edition. And what's interesting about this is that it was delisted, uh, I guess due to licensing reasons. And yeah, people just couldn't get their hands on it. So it's coming back. Um, let me see what the date is on that. Yeah, it's December. The, oh, okay. So it's a ho yeah, holiday title. Come in a Switch, which is awesome. PS4, Xbox One. 
Um, it's going to have all the DLC and all that. Uh, Josh, you're pretty excited about this, aren't you? Yeah, I'm super, super excited for this. I, I love Scott Pilgrim. Um, it, it's, it, and it was a really great game, too. And the games worked really well as a game, too. It was like a natural kind of thing, in my opinion, because video games and video game culture are so intricate or so um, um, tied into, um, you know, the Scott Pilgrim universe. So it was a good fit. Right. And it just, you know, that should be a game like that should be something you could get. So I'm glad it's coming back. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more fans of it at this point, too, from people, you know, asking for. I'm sure more people looked it up and, oh, what is this? Oh, yeah, that would be, that would be cool. So. I think it'll. Yeah. I think it'll probably sell pretty well. First time yeah, it comes to Nintendo it, systems too. Hmm, yeah, that yeah, that's true. That'll be a fun. Switch yeah, the game. whole digital thing is is odd uh, when it comes to licensing stuff because yeah, at some point when those licenses expire, you can't get it anymore. So yeah, it's a weird thing, but that's cool. I never really got into that, but I, I might check it out. Maybe we can get a copy for the shout uh, out to Xbox. I'm just account. throwing this out there in case anyone's worried about losing access to it again. I know PlayStation has plans for PS4 backwards compatibility, so it's possible this will work on PS5, but Phil Spencer's already said everything that played on Xbox One natively or through backwards compatibility will work going forward in Xbox. So for me, this is a really good example of why I would buy a game on Xbox. It's, you know, it's it's not because I don't like right. PlayStation, but like I know I can play this in 10 years in my Xbox series, you know, uh, N. I don't know. We'll just pick a different letter. Who the fuck and knows? series series <laughs> N, series Z. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting. So another story that popped up earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday. <sighs> um, Kenna Bridge of Spirits has been delayed to 2021 Bummer. Q1. Chris, you were excited about this one. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Uh, That's okay. Sorry for your loss. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not like it's not like we don't have anything to play. So, so at this point, right the, when. Yeah, when stuff gets delayed, I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, I, I like, I don't even, I'm not even like, all right, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's fine. Not mad. Um, so that'll be out Q1, hopefully. I imagine that'll probably be like a, I don't know, April game. I know that's not Q1, but it'll, yeah, get that's what I think. And that game looks really good too. I'm excited. Yeah. What else? Uh, they announced a new uh, Hyrule Warriors game, Hyrule Warriors Age of yes, Calamity. I'm hyped. And it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. Isn't that awesome? Uh, so this is interesting. This one is out November 20th. Um, it's going to have two-player co-op, uh, same art style as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the, the champions, the, the four champions are going to be there. And, which, by the way, they're re-releasing the Amiibo for that, so you guys mm -hmm. can jump on that when the game comes out. This looks cool. I'll, I'll probably get this. I'm not a f crazy fan of the Musou games just because they're repetitive, you know? But... I've, I've, With it being tied to Zelda and all that, yeah, I th I'm down. But what were you going to say? There's a few different things about this, though. This specific Musou game there. Nintendo said that they're working closely with the team at Koei Tecmo this time. Rather than Hyrule Warriors, they're kind of let, let by their own kind of like um, laurels, I guess. Um, but right. with this one, you know, it's, it's canon to the story. Um, it's going to focus more on the open world aspect of uh, Breath of the Wild and I'm interested mm -hmm. to see their spin on it because uh, Koei Tecmo has kind of been stepping it up you know with Persona 5 Scramble that looks amazing as well um, so right. I, I feel like they're trying to evolve the repetitive formula I guess and didn't they develop Neo? pretty sure uh, they developed yeah. same publisher yeah Oh, is it the it's same? It's a mega force oh, that develops oh, these games, oh. I think. Yeah. 
I yeah 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 you're right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this was announced okay. via tweet well, anyway, too. Neo is good, which was my favorite thing about it. Like they just yeah, tweeted this out, just like Pikmin. Yeah, they just, just like oh hey out. by the way. The... Don't you think? That's Can a you imagine? Line? I do, but I, I, what are they gonna do? I mean, do a whole direct? People get mad game? when they do directs too. Know. People hate Nintendo directs. Everybody, really? everybody. <laughs> no, no I'm just joking because they do one. Everybody yells at them. You know, no matter what they do, it's yeah, not good true. enough. No one's ever like and Nintendo's marketing is great. No one ever says that. I'm okay with the tweets. I, I am. I'm okay with the tweets. Um, I just want the game. I, 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 I would like a, an E3-style presentation with all these back-to-back, you know, but we're not going to get that, and it's fine, and ultimately I just want to I think we're getting that next year, so. because we've heard that there's going to be a lineup of Switch Pro games. Uh, apparently, yeah. due to a report from Bloomberg, we, we're not set talking about this because it's a rumor. Uh, I, I find it right. kind of interesting. I'd actually yeah. like to see what I think would be neat <clears throat> and probably be, would be a really good bounce, especially during COVID. Just give a press kit, like a detailed press kit to one outlet and be like, hey, cover this announcement really well. You know what I mean? Like pictures <laughs> in a video because I'd rather Polygon or Game Informer gave an in-depth announcement about a game instead of, you know, them being in the middle of a disappointing direct. Like those could be more exciting, you know? That could work. So we'll see what happens. Well, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. I think that's true. They, it has to be because they have to compete with the new system. So um, another thing that was announced at the Ubisoft Forward, we're not going to cover the whole Ubisoft Forward because it was kind of just like eh. there wasn't really a whole lot. Yeah. But one of the other things was uh, Prince of Persia, the Sands of Time remake. Um, it's out on Xbox One, PS4, PC, rumored to be coming to Switch at some point as well. Uh, I'm not um, surprised by how it looks. Yeah, uh, that'll be out January 21st, 2021. Yeah, it looks bad. Yeah, it looks awful. Like, <laughs> Those facial animations did fuck. I was going to say the Xbox One, PS4, PC version looks like a bad Switch port. So I'm sure it will be on Switch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Yep. I just hope it runs better than The Outer Worlds because... It it seems like the big third party games usually just like don't look great on Switch. But Ubisoft uh, but yeah, that they I, can make good games on the Switch. Like yeah. uh, the Mario and Rabbids game or Rayman. Yeah. Some of their yeah. some of their remasters and ports are pretty good. I liked the Ezio collection. I know it was it wasn't a lot, but it was it was it was what it was supposed to be. It was like How hey wasn't that on Switch yet. I, I don't know. I would buy <laughs> that immediately on Switch too. Fucking brotherhood, but, the, but Assassin's Creed Three, yeah. Assassin's Creed Three, and Rogue, and Rogue, um, Black Flag. Yeah. yeah, strange. Um, one of the other cool things that we got to see is uh, what is now called Immortals: Phoenix Rising was called God and Mon- Gods and Monsters. Um, yeah, it's basically a, a mix between Assassin's Creed and um, Breath of the Wild. Um, I think it looks a little generic, like the the style, but yeah. but the gameplay, I'm. Sh- yeah, it just kind of looks a little generic to me. Kind of cartoony, a little cell shady. Well, not really cell shady, but I don't know how you describe that. It's kind of reminds me know, of Kid Icarus. To me, it's a little generic. Game. But how? Wash your mouth out. No, I don't no, mean that in a bad that game way. Looks way better than that. No, no, I mean that style. Like, I don't think it looks bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So no, I, I like that it, game, but it looks cool. Okay. Yeah, it looks cool. Open world. I, I'm just. I'm at this point. It sucks because. <sighs> These games individually, in and of themselves, a lot of a lot of these games that are coming out now look good. But the problem is we have so many open world games. Yeah. We have so many hundred hour RPGs. Like 
I just don't know that I'm going to have time for this. I don't think this is going to do very well. Because I, I just realized yeah. this. You have Assassin's Creed coming out on November 10th. You have uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Cyberpunk. Com- coming out the previous month. And then this in December, like, Ubisoft is, like, making three open world games in three months. What? And there, and there was that other game, the Riders something, the, the like, sports, extreme sports game. Yeah, I, I that's coming out in that was February and March. Like, right, but that's another open world game. That's, is, is the Ubisoft point. needs to diversify because honestly, yeah, like I think people are really getting fed up with these games as a service stuff, and there's only so much time I have. Like, I, 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 I'm not playing Division Two because I know I don't have enough time for that. Here's what happened: right. Skyrim sold well, and then Destiny Two did well, and Ubisoft went, "Got it, sounds great. That's all we're making." Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why. So anyway, I don't know why, but that's what they do now. Uh, uh, that'll be out on December third. There's a, uh, it's coming up pretty much all platforms. It's even coming to Switch, which is yep. really awesome. Uh, I, I'll probably play that on Switch. I don't know when something really? comes out on Switch, I'm more likely to huh. play it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Um, and that's pretty much it for the the, the quick stuff. I know it wasn't really quick, but we don't have a whole lot to talk about when it comes to the the big nitty gritty news stuff. So, um, other than that. Are you guys ready to talk about some news? I am definitely ready. Ready. Okay, let's do this first story here. God, what a shit show this whole thing has been. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a, an update to the control upgrade PS4 to PS5 or whatever, current gen to next gen version, that whole story. So we've got a Polygon story here from ONS Good. Controls PS4 owners get, then lose, Ultimate Edition granting next-gen upgrade. Sorry, next-gen upgrade. So, yeah. I just face-palm, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. We'll get into it here. Um, So it reads, quote, Owners of Control's Digital Deluxe Edition on PS4 reported Thursday that they briefly had access to the game, uh, to the... To the game's recently launched Ultimate Edition, which contradicts an, uh, contradicts an explanation publisher 505 Games gave in August for why digital deluxe owners could not be upgraded to Control's version for the next generation console. Consumers already upset by what they perceive to be a fishy explanation about upgrades are now even more riled up. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, Users in a couple of Reset Era's threads first noticed the access access early Thursday morning around the time of Control Ultimate Edition's midnight September 10th launch. One commenter reported that PSN told them they owned Control's Ultimate Edition after deleting it from their console in order to test what would would be re-downloaded, found the console was receiving the Ultimate Edition uh, and the game's Deluxe Edition was gone from the store. Control's Ultimate Edition, which grants all of the 2019 game's updates and both its expansions, launched on August 27th, alongside the AWE, or AWE, expansion uh, crossing over with Remedy's Alan Wake franchise. The Digital Deluxe Edition, which was available on the game's original uh, August 27, 2019 launch day, also included access to both expansions, making it effectively the same product, just without the free download of the PS5 version. Um, Quote, so it seems like it's not even a different skew. It's literally the same bundle as what was previously offered, uh, end quote, wrote Reset Era user Ezipsis. 
quote, it would be pretty shitty if base game plus season pass holders are left out of this up quote unquote upgrade, end quote. Um yeah, and then it goes on. Bottom line, this is ridiculous. <laughs> that, 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 that's pretty much it. This is insane and stupid, and I don't understand why they're dying on this hill, but they're they're doing it. Um, they should Chris, just do the goodwill mood move and just just say, hey, it's a free upgrade. Fuck it. Just buy the DLC. Yeah. I have thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, I, I guess that's probably the best thing they could do, but 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 my thinking is like then they're they look like assholes because they're like going back on what they said and I mean either way it's fucked, right? Either way. Yeah. Um Josh, what do you think, Josh? This is like so Microsoft pro- it's like Microsoft approached them and was like, Hey, here's what smart delivery is. Here's what we think would be cool. And they were like, Oh no, we're doing fuck you delivery. We're gonna <laughs> we're, we're just going to make him bite again and tell him it's not possible, and then we'll accidentally show him it was. But then we'll That's... <laughs> still charge him. Yeah. It's, I, it's Chris, crazy. I guess I'm with you on this. I'm, I'm with you, Chris. I, I think at this point they need to just say, hey, we fucked up. We heard you loud and clear. <laughs> I don't know what else. Here we go. We heard you loud and clear. Uh, we're going to have a free upgrade for Control. If you'd like to support the game, please download the DLC. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, we love the community and we love your outreach and support for this game. Easy. Yeah. There you go. I think yeah. they could even slip in a. I think they could. Here's what I think they could also do. They could even slip this in if they wanted to. They could say, the reason that we were doing this is because we are planning and having Remedy do um, additional changes to the game for next gen to emphasize the possibilities with, you know, ray yeah. tracing and shit like that. So instead, what we're going to do is a $10 enhancement DLC that will give you this additional work they're putting in. You know, like if they're like, the game will work, it will look a little bit better. We're doing extra enhancements. And if you want, th- that's probably what was going on. They were probably trying to recoup some money from additional dev time, but they did it in yeah. the worst fucking yeah. way possible. It, it's just when you've got companies like CD Projekt doing their free upgrades for Witcher and Cyberpunk and free upgrades for rainbow six and, and a, bit, a, a lot of these big games doing it when you don't do it it just looks bad even if it's justified yeah, to, yeah. and to there are smaller publishers it just well, looks right? bad Sorry. they could have started yeah, yeah. off by so, saying hey the know. next gen version is like ten dollars we we're just we're a small publisher and it, the time being put in you know it's costly for us it's a significant enough cost the thing is you have to explain why you're doing things you can't just yeah. make up excuses you know? yeah the best and, thing and that's to the do thing. with PR is to be completely honest with your yeah. audience. You know, that's that's the best thing. Then you'll gain that reputation, that respect that you need. If they at least gave an yeah. honest and wholesome response to why they were going to be charging people something, though, instead of just making it free, the community could have... There would have been some people in the community that would have explained it and defended them. They don't have anybody that wants to defend them for this, though, because they just... Huh. You know, there's there's nothing they redeemable in it. Yeah, and they lied. It's Yeah, so yeah that's no good and it's also and probably also, hurting the publishers is... other games because now people are gonna be like oh 505 games no fuck them you know yeah um the other thing too and this is like a totally this is just like a, a an aside basically but um i don't really like control <laughs> like i don't no, really it's not worth I'm, the hubbub. i wasn't really it really isn't yeah that's 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 exactly that's my whole thinking uh, i don't really understand why people like that game but nonetheless uh if this I was like Red Dead Two or like, upgrade. you know, some right. other like, like really big game, really 
substantial. Yeah, I don't know. I, I if just it was the Last of Us Part I don't Two, think any of us did. and they were like, "Hey, we're doing a lot of cool enhancements. Game's gonna be forty bucks next gen." Sorry, people would be like, "Whatever." Yeah. Instead, Five Hundred Five Games is like, "Hey, you know that game that some of you don't really like? We got an idea." <laughs> <laughs> no, but people love that game. That's the thing. People really love that game. I don't it's get bizarre. it. Bizarre. I don't understand I, it. I don't understand it. So yeah. That's the whole thing. I, I try to stay positive about feel... stuff, but I really don't understand the love for that game. No, yeah, I don't either. Also, just quickly before we move on, I, I feel badly for Remedy because they're over here yeah. looking like assholes. It's not even their fault. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> they gave Alan yeah. Wake and its DLC and Alan Wake's American Nightmare for free if you bought Quantum Break. You know, like, yeah, I don't think this is Remedy at all. Yeah, no, it's not. It can't be. No, they they um, just have to announce yeah. Alan Wake two and then. Leave. <laughs> and leave, uh, leave yeah, that publisher and get bought by Sony or, or Microsoft. One of the two. Yeah. I, I think Microsoft right, buying them talk- is possible for sure. Yeah, that could be. Um, so let's move on here. Let's talk about the, this little indie system that you probably haven't heard of. Uh, the Ouya? The Xbox. <laughs> the Ouya. <laughs> yeah. the no, let's talk S? about the Xbox. Let, let's talk about the Xbox Series S official reveal that came after the whole leak thing that was interesting so yeah basically everything got leaked the the images of it the price the release date all this stuff and i think microsoft was planning on doing an official something you know trailer or whatever for it and i love their response it was that uh that, that little monkey thing i thought it was a bear but kennedy corrected me it's a monkey oh he's like Just, looking like, and looking, looking away yeah i love that guy yeah <laughs> And I think they, I just really, before we even talk about the system and all that, I really, really want to give a shout out to the, to Microsoft's PR because they, what are they going to do, man? Like they have, like they're They have to deal with it. And yeah. that's what they did. And I think they did a really good job and what a shit show of, of a day. Well, oh, actually, and it was like at midnight. Yeah, it, it was it really, leaked I midnight. was playing Fortnite with a friend and I'm like, oh shit, I guess the new Xbox was leaked. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. So, if you're a good PR representative, you need an emergency plan, and that was yeah. ready to go, like just in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. So let's talk about it. So the the we'll talk about the Series S because that was sort of the the main focus here, but we'll also talk about the X. Um, so Series S, uh, it's an all white console. It looks weird, man. It's it looks a lot like the Xbox One S, pretty much exactly like it, but it's got that black circle on it. That's that looks like a manhole cover or something. I don't know. It's like a. Uh, it's not really. Some people were comparing thing, it to a drive-through okay. speaker. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like. They that. were like, "Hey, one Xbox yeah. Game Pass, please." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so two ninety nine. That's amazing. Uh, all digital. Pretty much the same innards of the uh, of the uh, series X. Um, the only the RAM, major. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, well, yeah. Sorry. The, the The only major major thing is is, is um the resolution. So uh, it's gonna be presented at fourteen forty p, um, and it'll upscale, uh, for four k if you've got a, a TV or a screen that supports that. Um, yeah, man, that's awesome. I'm I'm really glad we have that out in the opening or out in the open. Um, Series S and X launching the same day, November tenth. Two ninety nine for the S, and then the X is four ninety nine, which I think is pretty much what everybody expected. So let's talk about this. Um, first, let me get 
uh, Josh, let me get your thoughts on the uh, sort of what the system looks like, the price, and, and all that. Um, so the the fan, um, I don't think that looks super cool visually, but when they were showing what it looks like inside and like talking about the cooling, the way it works, kind of thing, I'm like, okay, it, it's if it's not gonna sound like the PS4, I'm sorry, I love my P- the PS4, but like it's loud. If this is gonna make it work what better and sound quiet, <laughs> then you know, fine. I'm not going to see the top of it anyway. I mean, I'm you know yeah. whatever. Um, and then my other my other big thing here that I I, I feel about the price. I think the price is is phenomenal. Um, this phenomenal. is the second yeah. cheapest game system ever adjusted for inflation. The Nintendo GameCube was three dollars less than this. If three dollars less if you adjust for inflation now. Wow. And, oh, I mean, wow. like this is this is cheap now. Uh, and and I just for, just for out of curiosity's sake, I looked up uh, the Wii U's price. 299 in 2012 and use an inflation calculator that's 338 dollars now and the reason yep. i bring that up is i keep i'm seeing people complain about the lack of features for the series s compared to series x and i just want to and so to piggyback off of that this is doing a lot more than you know a, a more expensive system did by you know by comparison did in 2012 it's the second cheapest launch yeah. system if you go off the game you know after the gamecube after inflation and then the lack of features, look, if they're, if they're a problem, then get the other one. Like, this is meant to be kind of the squeaking in a next gen. It's going to do some enhancements. Right. It's going to look cool. It's still doing 120 fucking frames per second for, you know, stuff. I mean, it's, yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's not going to be as good as your other system. But if you don't like the missing features, then look, I can tell you this. This one's not the one for you. They're not trying to sell this to you if you don't like it. They're trying to sell this to people on the fence. Or that don't really right. have, you know, the or funds. people who are just wanting to get in. Yeah, or people just, who just don't give just a shit. Get they don't it. care about 8K <laughs> and, you know, they don't care. They just want to play a game. Josh, you and I both worked at GameStop. And I would say most people are clueless. Mm-hmm. Like, at best. Yeah. <laughs> like, most people, like, most people are clueless. A small portion know what's going on. And then uh, another portion are just kind of like they know a little bit. Yeah. So, like, most people... They're not going to look at this and go, oh, it only does 1440p. They're going to go, the new Xbox is $300. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's what they're going to say. And and it does a lot of what the X does, which is is great. Mm -hmm. You're going to notice a difference. And I'm actually doing a write-up right now for digital trends, comparing it to the PS5. I'm comparing the S, the Series S to the PS5. And yeah, the PS5, from what we know, is more powerful but also it's probably going to be at least $100 more, if not more, yeah. than this thing. So, yeah. Um, Chris, let me get your thoughts on how this thing looks, yep. uh, your perception on, on how it's going to run, the price, everything. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Series S looks sexy, personally. I, I, I like both of the systems. Um, I think this is going to be the first Xbox um, system I'm actually going to invest in. And here's the reason why. The monthly subscription. Oh, yeah, that's exactly. brilliant. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Because Xbox All, All Access, Access, right, is coming to 12 different countries. I reported this for the game earlier. And that includes Canada, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So in the, in the States, uh, you can invest in this uh, for a period of 24 months at twenty four ninety nine, And that includes um, yep. And that game includes pass. Xbox Game Pass and uh, Live Gold. It's uh, Ultimate. But it, yeah, so if, the, you're thinking, bundle, yeah. if you're really thinking about it, if you're going to be invested in the Xbox platform, you're only paying $10 a month for this thing, really, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. So I'm personally going to 
invest in this platform, I'm excited because Xbox Game Pass is fantastic. Um, but the one thing I'm worried about with the Series S is, is it future-proof? Because I'm looking at the specs now, and Xbox Series X is 12.15 teraflops in GPU, but the Series S is 4 teraflops. That's a big difference. Right. So, and developers I've seen um, have concerns about this uh, in the future. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering, is it going to be feature-proof? Will it be compatible with games down, down the line? Will there be like 1080p, 30 frames per second kind of games coming up for that? You know? Um, yeah, I, but, that's, a, that's a valid point. And then also um, with the Series S, it's a whole digital console, but it's 512 gigabytes, which is not enough for next gen. So I think Xbox is probably going to get the money out of accessories like uh, extended storage and stuff like that. That's, that's probably yeah, where the they, they game is. You know, they're probably going to make the money out of the controllers. They're probably going to make the money out of the extended storage, you know? And uh, I, I think that's really smart on their part. Uh, but for me, you know, that all-access price is... You, you can't beat that. That's like, it's the cheapest right. way to get into a next-gen console ever. Yeah, and it's crazy. It, and, and my thinking is that on Wednesday, when Sony does their presentation... I just have this gut feeling that they're not going to do any of this shit. I hope they they're do. They're not going to have anything like that. I've seen people online that are like, I didn't know how I was going to afford one. Now I know. You know, like, this is going to be great. I mean, and there's mm. not, it's not even that, it's a revolutionary idea and that, like, it, Xbox is doing it. But, I mean, it, it's not a revolutionary idea if you think about it. Like, this is how you can yeah, get your cell phone or your car. Why not get a game system like I, this? I think it's going to be very important as well because, especially in a year where they're going to be facing economic down an economic downturn from covid um that entry point is going to be very attractive and so you're, you're like basically spending 25 dollars a month on a system rather than i don't know 400 500 bucks on the ps5 that's that's i'm gonna get huge. mine this way i mean i was gonna drop four or five hundred dollars but like why why like why not do this like i yeah. did the math and it's actually like I forgot. It's like 15, 20 bucks less, actually. So it's not even more than what you'd be yeah. paying, first of all. So it's not, yeah, there's it's no upfront cost. How could that be? Yeah. Like, how could that be? I, I don't it's know. It's just, it's, this it, is a really good option sense, for consumers. Like, but... no interest, no upfront cost. No. And, and it's also, not like $100 more or something. It's the same. It's a little bit less. Current, current owners of Xbox uh, All Access can also trade in their Xbox One um, for the new system. And then when, once they get the new system, they don't owe anything on the Xbox One, which I find oh, really okay. fucking cool. That is cool. Oh, wow. Man. Yeah, see, they're just killing it over there. One Microsoft more thing, is, too, that is, I think is, this is really good for, even if you don't give a shit about Xbox and you're just, you're just uh, you know, sticking with uh, PlayStation and or Nintendo, this is going to force, this price, this is going to force Nintendo to, I think, lower the price of the Switch. I think they're going to have to because the Series S, if you look at that compared to the Switch, I mean... I think the Switch is going to have to lower their price to $200. I I don't yeah. think that just because it's a different market for them. I, I honestly think so. I, I don't think, think they're going to see that at Christmas, though. Market. They're going to see it as like um, a family-friendly system. I, I don't think Nintendo is going to budge at all, to be honest. Nintendo isn't known for budging. I think that That's they the might problem. lower the regular <laughs> Switch to 200 and we could see like a newer Switch come out and it's, you know, 350 or be. 400 
but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm ho- I'm hoping it does anyway. But but the yeah. one thing, the one missing piece of the puzzle, and it's incredibly important, the games. They don't have the first party lineup to match up with their competition. Like, I'm hoping that's what we see yet. next week. Yeah, if, 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 I, if they I don't, really want them, then that would be a definite problem. I really want them to succeed. I really fucking do. Um, because I want to get invested in their platform. I think their systems are better. I think even the Xbox 360 UI is better than the PS4s, honestly. But <laughs> it is, uh, it's, but, dude. It, trying to like accept an invite from somebody on the yeah. PS4 oh, is ridiculous. It's just, yeah. it, and those it just those stops. little details matter because there's a lot of little details. When people ask me like why do I like why I prefer Xbox for most of my games, I, I don't have a I don't have a one word answer. I have a bunch of little answers. You know, like I prefer all these little tiny things and right th- those things add up. And so I play my third party yeah. games over there. I still get like, PlayStation for their exclusives because they're incredible. But you know, if I can play an like, Xbox, I usually uh-huh. do. I like Xbox's attitude towards things as well. Way more than PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, Final thing, uh, pre-orders for the new Xboxes go live on September 22nd. So uh, that'll be across a bunch of retailers, Best Buy, uh, Amazon probably. So you guys can check that out. Target as well. Yeah, Target. September 22nd. So that's exciting stuff. Hopefully PlayStation uh, brings all that excitement as well on wednesday um so that's pretty much it for the news kind of a little bit of a lighter week in terms of quantity but a lot of big stuff to talk about there uh let's take a little break and come back answer your listener questions and then we'll talk about what we've been playing so we'll be right back It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, everybody, we are back. Let's answer your listener questions. Uh, remember, you can always reach us uh, on Twitter at ActiveQuestShow, via email at ActiveQuestPodcast at gmail.com, or every Wednesday we post our Twitter thread uh, asking for questions and comments from our audience, and we've got quite a few questions to get through. Um, <laughs> is it an episode of ActiveQuest if we don't get a question from... Number one, Turner and Hooch fan. They ask, Pipe and Hot Q here for Joseph specifically. Why is the underscore Barry a stone cold killer? Um, this is an inside joke, I guess. Uh, pretty much, we, I was playing uh, Modern Warfare with uh, Turner and Hooch fan. And th- we were on Shipment, which is the smallest map in the game. Uh, y- if you play Modern Warfare, you know Shipment. And this guy just kept killing him over and over and he had this shotgun that had like fire rounds in it and every time he would die uh turn on hooch fan to go ah the berry the berry <laughs> and he just kept saying it oh the berry oh god and like literally every single time he would die it was by this guy and he would just jump around with a flamethrower or not a flamethrower it's kind of like a flamethrower shotgun with a flamethrower <laughs> so his question why is he a stone cold killer i, I mean he must have he must have gone to stone cold killer school 
and and learn from the best. Maybe Agent Forty Seven taught him. Maybe how to be a Stone, Stone Cold, Cold Steve Austin taught him how. Maybe a Stone Cold. Maybe a Cold Stone Creamery. I don't I know. Fucking love Cold Stone Creamery. <laughs> he sounds like he a is a dick. <laughs> that's a new swear. Yeah, that's a new swear where you, you guys can use it too. Just <laughs> give us credit. Dick Inside of a fuck. Yeah. When something bad happens, ah, dick of a fuck. I don't know. I don't know if that's gonna catch on. Um, Zach LaRoque Walker asks. What does Sony have to do to convince you to buy a PS5? See, here's the hot garbage with this. This is the hot garbage answer. <laughs> they, what, it doesn't, just doesn't whatever. Matter. I'll buy it. Yeah. It's just, I'll buy it. That's the answer. And I know that's shitty. I know that's shitty. And that goes against logic and reason. I understand that. I understand. I've, I have all my trophies and my account. It's all, I have to, I don't well, have a choice. Your ans- well, then, um, no, your answer is they've already convinced you because that's your primary gaming platform. You know, like that you like their yeah. ecosystem and you like how you, you've been convinced over the years already. So I don't think yeah. that's a shitty answer. You just already have been convinced. One, yeah. I, to give like a better answer, I, if I were on the fence, price is, is obviously really important. Um, games which they already have uh the ui needs total like a total re overhaul i think um but yeah (laughs) yeah yeah um but i mean with 113 million ps4s out there they don't really need to do a lot of convincing and that's the problem i think they could probably get away with selling it for six hundred dollars too i think i think they could know about yeah i I don't know chris uh, Chris, if you were on the fence, or maybe you are on the fence, I don't know. What would Sony have to do to convince you to buy a PS5? Um, I'm definitely <laughs> buying a PS5. Um, that's for certain. <laughs> so I agree with you, Joseph. Yeah. It's just like all of our games are on there. You know, I can see yeah. all my games upscaled 4K, which is gonna be amazing. You know, um, that's just that's it. Really, I'm I'm sold just because of that feature. Yeah. Because I don't have a pro, so you know. Oh, it's I see. Be a big okay. for me. It uh, for me also, the biggest thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I just want to see more service features. You know, um, I want to see Discord integration. I know it's random, but stuff like that. You know, like little bits and pieces that are like really consumer friendly. Um, I'd love to yeah. see. Like there was a feature that they mentioned about the PS4 that they talked about but never implemented, and it's like. They said, try any game for free for the first hour or something. I'd love to see that. I would love oh, to yeah. see that. Oh, yeah, what happened with that? What happened yeah. with that? that? And they never did it. That just never that just Well, never Xbox yeah. tripped and huh. fell down a hill at the beginning of last gen, and they rolled for, like, three years. So they didn't yeah. have to do that. <laughs> they just, they yeah. just got to go, oh, look, yeah. there goes Xbox rolling down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, the, then, honestly, yeah. they could get away with making the UI the PS1 memory card screen. And there's no features, <laughs> and they, it would they, it would sell sell just fine because they've they've gained uh, so much confidence this generation. We would all complain, very bizarre, but we'd all buy one. Backwards compatibility for sure, and having yeah, and if you can't do it like hardware wise, do it software wise with PlayStation Now, and having a fuller library of games on that service. Just so people yes. know too. And just in case anybody in PlayStation's ecosystem that maybe doesn't know a lot about how Xbox does it, I can put a physical disc in for a 360 game or an Xbox original game. It's not running the disc; it downloads a like a a copy off the you know off right. off of Xbox's servers or whatever. And then I have to have the disc in as a DRM check, basically like it's basically like PC gaming in the, like you know the 2000s or whatever. 
Um, yeah. So Sony doesn't have to have it run off the disc. They could do something like, hey, pop in this disc, and then you know we'll have a copy that'll work for you. I don't know. Um, I've got a little um, bit more of an answer that I'll, I'll throw out there. Yeah, and ahead. I think that this might be, um, I think there might be kind of more people in this camp. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, for me, play with it not being my, I don't want to say more people. I mean, I'm sure this is a big answer for some people. Um, for me, the Xbox is my primary gaming platform. So for me, I always buy a PlayStation as soon as there's an exclusive I want. I know there's going to be one. I know I'm going to buy a PS5. But since I play all my third-party games on Xbox... I just buy a PlayStation as soon as there's an exclusive that I'm like, oh, I want to play that. You know what I mean? And that's when I go in mm-hmm. and I buy it. Um, and I, I, gra- I grab other games too. But like, I just wait for that one game where I'm like, that's the one. You know, I want to play that. Uh, for the PS3, it was uh, when The Last of Us came out. I, I got a PS3. Man, that, that was late. Day. Yeah, I got it late. But that was late. That's, that's, when I, <laughs> that's when I was like, okay, fine. I'll grab one. And I got to enjoy a lot of so other stuff too. I'll, I'll flip the question for you then, Joseph. What would convince you to buy an Xbox? Two ninety nine. I, I don't, I don't know that I, I don't know. The problem is with it, with everything being available on PC, I just like don't have a reason to. I guess if my PC started running like shit, and the and, and if the cost to upgrade it was equal to or more than the cost of a of a Series S or whatever. Then I would just get the series. How does the twenty five a month thing? How does that affect your thinking? Does that make you kind of tempted? It's not even about the money. I just don't like. <laughs> I'm thinking about my desk, and I literally don't have room for anything else. Mm. <laughs> That's like the main thing. Like I don't know if you get. I'll sh- I'll show you my desk. I-, I don't I don't want another thing. Is is the problem in my desk personally? But I don't know. Who knows? I I might. I'm not anti Xbox. But when you're gonna get rid of that PS4 or other systems on your desk if like it's gonna be backwards compatible? Yeah, yeah. So I'll move my PS4 and put my PS5 there. Will your PS5 fit there? I'm legitimately asking because the PS5 looks like a fucking uh, fan. (laughs) Yeah, barely, barely. But if I put it there, I'm not gonna have room. Get a second desk just for the PS5 to sit at in a chair. You know, maybe I'll. I don't know. Maybe I'll get it. I don't know. I don't. There's no games right now that I want, and I and the games that are available, I can play through PC. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Josh, I'm like you. If there's a game on there that I want to play at the best looking, uh, the, the best looking way possible, then I'll get a, a Series S or something. I don't know. Yeah, it just feels wrong um, to me to play a game on PC. Yeah, that that's true. Too. It's just weird for me because like, it's, it's somewhere I work. I don't play games. Right. But, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, let's move on here. We got a couple more questions. Um, Ghost in the Glass asks, "What Prince of Persia remake would you prefer, Sands of Time or giving Prince of Persia two uh, two thousand eight a second chance as, uh, slash sequel? Definitely two thousand eight. That game is awesome. Same. It and it and it looks crazy. Look at look it up, Josh. If you're not, it lo- uh, looks like you're thinking about looking it up, Josh." um it looks awesome man it's got that cel-shaded art style really interesting it, it like it just didn't people didn't play it that, i don't know it was just bizarre that was kind that of like awesome. the uh dmc of of the prince of persia right. series like it, 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 i heard good things but like i also heard a lot of people that just didn't play it i think it's because yeah. of the whole lack of challenge of that game like you, you can't die in that game because you always get saved it looks really I cool i you know what I think that that used to be kind of a taboo thing, but I think people are okay with checkpoints and just coming back to life now. Maybe. We finally yeah. realized that game over screens yeah. are dumb. Like, they don't need to be there. Just have I just me want to play the, the game. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, I'd love to see a, maybe probably a sequel or like a reimagining of that or something. Maybe um, a recast as well because casting Nolan North as a Persian guy kind of feels wrong now. I don't know. That's Just true. Me. Yeah. Just me. We've learned we've learned more since And that then. that makes me so, feel yeah. weird about Yuri Lowenthal as Prince Persia as well. I don't know. Yeah. In that remake. Yeah, that is it, odd. It makes me feel strange. I don't know. I felt weird when uh, Laura Bailey was playing uh, Nadine, too. I was like, mm, mm. if you want to be more diverse, yeah. then be more diverse both ways. Instead of, we're going to have right. a black lady in our game, but she's voiced by a white lady. Don't do that. <laughs> you know? Like, come on. Yeah. Um, Connor Ewing asks, uh, or let's see. Is it a question? Yeah, it is a question. Okay. <laughs> I'm personally having trouble with being excited for any of Ubisoft's upcoming titles, even Immortals, which I've been anticipating. Given their consistent mishandling of the systematic workplace abuse slash toxicity situation, is this something you guys are feeling as well? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is totally valid. Um, and and we can talk about this in a lot of different ways and and use a, a lot of different analogies to to compare this. Like, you know, if there's a studio that does a shitty thing that makes a game that you like, what do you do? Or like, whatever. If it's a studio that has poor work practices, whatever the whole the the, the whole like crunch story or whatever uh, abuse tox, to, to, uh, toxicity. Here's my take on it: if we don't change anything and it remains the same, and we hear something about this again, right? Yeah, I'm I'd be very very um, unsure of supporting them after that. Yeah, but we're seeing. <clears throat> Like, but for example, the director, I think it was the director of the Prince of Persia remake, is a woman of color. You know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, so they are, we are seeing some yeah. progress there. Um, I just think yeah. they really need to root out who's <clears throat> awful, give Ubisoft a chance to, you know, evolve from this. And if we see it again, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'm, I'm not giving them a second chance. Yeah. Um, Is that fair? That's a good point. And yeah, I think so. I think so. Because I, I think everybody fucks up. And I think as like a, as a society, we're learning and we're like getting better. And yeah, like, like you mentioned in tw- 2008, you know, Nolan North voicing that guy, that was totally fine. Now, not so much. Well, like you're alone for playing him again. This kind of weird still no no yeah exactly yeah so like that's them messing up again i guess Mm -hmm. um not putting the the acknowledgement of all of this stuff uh at the beginning of the ubisoft forward that's kind of a fuck up too so yeah i'm with you connor it's it's odd and at the same time though do you want to punish the developers who kind of don't really have anything to do with the the toxicity and abuse do you want to punish them by not buying the game there's not a right or wrong answer to this. It's complicated. But I think about that as well. Like, the, the developer who works his ass off 60 hours a week and he has nothing to do with the abuse, and yet he doesn't get his bonus now because people didn't buy the game. I don't know. It's complicated. And now we've seen... Uh, Josh. Oh, sorry. Oh, no. I, I just wanted to get Josh's thoughts since we spent a little um, time on it. Josh? I've got kind of a more broad answer, but this is how I approach all media. It, it, it's I, I do what I can to boycott what I can, but at the end of the day, I don't hold myself 100%. I, I, can't, I can't boycott everything that's unethical, and that's not my fault, and that's what I tell myself. 
because capitalism isn't ethical, really, we need to have a, a system where we, companies are held accountable and aren't allowed to do all this shit. And there are more places yeah. to buy, you know, my food or my 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 stuff instead of a place that, you know, treats the workers like shit. So, like, I just do my best. I just do the best I can. I feel really guilty about buying Scott Pilgrim because Ubisoft's making it. I'm still going to buy it, but... I, I'm not. I don't feel good about it, and I try to help out where I can. Uh, for example, I when I buy Harry Potter stuff now, I donate half of what I spend to the Trevor Project because she's a fucking bigot. Um, yeah, I I, 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 I can't give up Harry Potter because yeah. it's just too important to me. But I can do what I can yeah. over here on the side. That's kind of what I do, right? And that's how I am with games too. Yeah, yeah, it's complicated, Connor. Honestly, we could do a whole podcast on it. So. Uh, yeah, but yeah, to a answer your question very broadly, I think we're all feeling yeah. it. It's just not. It definitely affects the excitement easy. for sure. It doesn't make yeah. me excited. Yeah. Like, oh, that game looks cool. Too bad it's from Ubisoft. And I hope it didn't right. sound insensitive there. Like, it, like I, I want them to make changes. I want them to yeah. have you know um, some sort of slap on the wrist, you know, for what happened. Um, that's they fired right. the right. I people. think it'll be better. Yeah. I think it'll be better. I think they're working on it. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's also it's tricky because the shittiest people there have the most shares in the company, like that family. Right. And... Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the developer as a whole, there's a lot of really good people there, but then you've got a couple people at the top that are just in, in control of the company, you know, and they're assholes. Yeah. And that's just unfortunately yeah. the way. Yeah. So Yeah. Hopefully that, that gets all worked out. Um, so yeah, thank you for all the questions, everybody. That was great. Uh, yeah, you can just get a hold of us on Twitter or message us individually for your questions. We always like hearing from you. Um, let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, I'm going to go first just because mine is very quick. Um, I don't really have a whole lot else to talk about. Um, been playing uh, Modern Warfare and Warzone. Obviously, I play that several times a week. Probably I, I put 10 to 15 hours or maybe even more into that game. Really fun. Um, I've been digging the Odin, Chris, the, the weapon yeah, in I've, Modern Warfare. I'm so glad you it's talked good, to man. me about that because, like, I've been yeah, the Odin. I've been wrecking fools with that one, and also I've been wrecking fools. I've, I've been doing really well <laughs> with the P90 as well. P90 is good. Uh, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Um, still playing Tony Hawk's. Uh, so I managed to do all the chat or let's see, all the objectives in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. That was nuts and hard, and I'm not very good at the game. The people who are listening to this who are good at the game are probably like, oh, wow, what a noob. So, but that was hard. And then uh, doing all the, um, uh, collecting all the alien plushies, that was fun. So you can unlock the alien character. What a great game, man. It's honestly like one of the best, if not the best remake. Like it is so, so good. And I love how they combine the games into one. Um, I kind of, I don't like it when you go to the, this like main menu and it get, lets you choose between the games. I kind of would rather it all be in one. I don't know. That's, that's my take on it. But yeah, Tony Hawk's great. Uh, Marvel's Avengers. Interesting. So I've kind of done a little bit of a 180 on this. as well and, and Avengers too. Oh yeah. Thank you. Now. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So we did get a, a copy of Tony Hawk and Avengers. So for Avengers, um, Love the campaign. Finish that. That was great. Uh, I, I think I said last week that I feel like the gear is kind of tacked on. Doesn't make sense. So now I've been playing the like the end game stuff, and 
it is like really really unfinished like it's just a lot of go here yeah go here kill the guys or go here uh hit the button or whatever wait for the button wait for the circle to fill up in the button and like i just don't think that's gonna fly very like in the campaign it's okay because it's like tied to a story and it's a little, it's kind of disguised almost but in the end game stuff where there's like not as much of a story there it's literally just like the same missions over and over again. that sounds boring and yeah and i guess you can think about it like you do a lot of these games of service where they start off rocky and they get better you know they add more content and stuff and i'm sure that's what's going to happen here but yeah just really strange um is that really... practice acceptable you think i think it's a given because I... of how they're made it's yeah. a really interactive experience yeah. so they have to kind of it does know what to do more of before they do it maybe because maybe right. i don't think they want to spend a whole bunch of time making too much content in advance because what if oh that mechanic sucks we hate it oh shit we've got two more years yeah. of it so i don't like it but i think it's just kind of how it goes i think that it's best to wait if you're unsure that's why i waited for the avengers like i mm. think it'll probably be a lot better in a year so i'm gonna get it for 40 bucks just next wait year to buy or something. Next yeah year. and yeah yeah i think the moment-to-moment gameplay is good the combat works and i like the whole like costumes and all that it it just doesn't even while playing it i'm like this just does not feel like a games of service like it just doesn't it just doesn't feel like it should be like that so i don't it, know I'll ask you a question. Do you think the campaign is worthy of a purchase alone? No. (laughs) Not a $60 $60 purchase. I would say it's worth $40. So you don't think the value proposition is there even with the games as a service stuff? I don't. If you're not really really into that, definitely, from what it sounds like. Yeah, I really don't. Especially, like, if you're going to play some... Like, look at Warzone. That shit's free, man. Look at Fortnite. Look at Apex. Those games are free. And then look at Rocket League. That's free now. They're making it, you know, they made it free or they're making it free. I don't know. It, 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 to pay $60 to get a good, it's a great, good, good to great, good, somewhere in there, campaign. And then just a weird, like, just, it doesn't feel like it meshes well, uh, uh, end game stuff. I don't know. It's just so gone. if you're more interested in end game for games like this, then you think it'd probably be best to wait because that's not really there yet. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll absolutely. talk about so, it more with our full review later on. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a game that we need a little bit more time with because it's uh kind of a lot. So yeah. Um, Chris, talk to us about Watch Dogs Two. Yeah. Um, some uh, uh, a thing that came up in my head is like. If you miss Grand Theft Auto campaigns and stuff like that, because Rockstar's probably never going to make another one, uh, Watch Dogs 2 is a really good substitute. I, I think it's great. Um, there's a lot yeah. of personality in the streets. You, it's, it's like you're walking around San Francisco. Like, I've never been there, but I feel like I have, you know? Right. And um, it's great. I love the multiplayer inter- integration. I, I think that's super good. Um um, like you can like take out other uh, hackers, <laughs> assassinate them and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, it's great. It's great. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. And I I like the writing. The story seems good. Um, so far anyway. And it has those like 
um, story moments that are like really impactful, just like Grand Theft Auto. So yeah, I'm I'm really digging it. Um, and, yeah, uh, I love the, I love the style. The style yeah. is really cool. Like it, the bright colors and stuff, and you go to the shop to get your clothes, and it's just it. Yeah, you're right. It feels like Grand Theft Auto did back in the day before it was all online integrated. I've got now. a quick question. I haven't played Pocket Watch Puppies, but I want to know. <laughs> If I should I should I bother playing the first one first, or should, if I no. if I'm interested, should I just nah, play this? Just okay. skip it. Yeah, just skip yeah, you don't need to play. Okay. Yeah, the the main character in Watch Dogs Two is way better. So oh, and also there was just, like just a play. little new story that Aiden Pierce from the first game is going to show up in Watch Dogs Legion. So <laughs> due to high demand, due to high demand, <laughs> apparently, yeah. But okay. my my cousins <laughs> actually like that's, that's, they really love that game apparently. So I I don't know what what's going on with them but maybe, you know, yeah, it maybe. has its fans so i suppose yeah so cool watchdogs 2 what else awry airy yeah Arai? talking about a game that might have its own fans i don't know um are in the secret seasons i'm super disappointed in this one guys I, I really am um i played more of it bummer and the further i get into it there's like bugs that like stop me from progressing throughout the game even is yeah so like there's this door that had like i know it can open because i can hear like the sound of it opening but it's not opening oh wow yeah and it's like it's, it's oh, like shit. saving game it's like a checkpoint so it's like really buggy and it's game breaking there's game breaking bugs in this like from what i've played so far i, I might be wrong i might be wrong i might have uh encountered like the wrong area or whatever but like to me it feels very slapdash the puzzles don't feel very fleshed out and i feel like i had to finagle my way <laughs> through the game just like uh, and do like weird stuff to get past the puzzles you know um yeah 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 like I... it's not a very good game honestly and i'm very disappointed uh, because it was my most anticipated indie game this year because mm. of just how bright and colorful and uh, you know how much personality it had, you know, in its trailers. You know, so it's it's a big big bummer. And I did get review code of this. And if you want to see my uh, or oh, listen to my full thoughts, you can check out the review we just put out over the weekend. So check that out. There's cool. like no worse yeah, feeling watched... in video games than being excited about something and then being disappointed by it. Yeah, I felt like I got punched yeah. in the stomach when I when I when I started playing Control. I was like, oh. oh. No. <laughs> Because I was so yeah. excited for that. Yeah, there's nothing worse I than know. that. It's, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what else, Chris? Uh, sorry to continue with the bad news, but I played <laughs> Bounty Battle. Um, and uh, we received re- re- uh, review code from this as well. Uh, sorry, I'm stumbling because of my teeth thing right now. Um, nah, you're but, good, man. You're good. Um, yeah, it's probably the worst game I've played this year. Um, honestly. <laughs> Uh, just God. to be brutal, just to be completely blunt, you know, um, the, the it's a fighting game that's that's trying to be like an indie Super Smash Brothers, and it has some big names in there, which surprises me. You know, it's got Axiom Verge, it's got Rock and Melee, it's got um, Owlboy, you know, um, even I think it's Dead Souls. It's called, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um. Oh. So yeah, it's got some big characters in this, but. To be honest, like the the fighting game controls feel floaty. Um, they and like the 
fighting game itself, it lacks in like a variety of attacks and um it even like lags at random points too. So like I'm playing it on the Switch ah. and like it's it's kind of like laggy, like it's it the, the frame rate's pretty low at points and then what makes it worse is like when you take out a foe in in the game, one of your opponents, it goes into slow mo for some godforsaken reason. So it makes that even worse. Um yes. yeah. sometimes so, so it slows down connect. even more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Um and then some attacks don't even connect, so um <laughs> I, God. That, that, it's just like the fighting game fundamentals aren't here, you know? Like they're just hmm. not carried out fully. Um it doesn't it feels like an alpha of a fighting game rather than the full release, you know what mm. I mean? Um yeah. And I'm really shocked that these indie dev- devs uh, signed up signed up for this one uh, because it's it's really rough. Um, is this game out? Is it yeah, out, it's out now? It's fully out. Yeah. Oh god. As a full yeah. release, it's gonna have a physical release as well. Um, yeah, which is maybe nuts. it'll get fixed. But yeah, um, game loop is not fun at all. It's confusing most of the time. Feels unfinished, basically. Um, but I, I will say this though, um, the that the representation for these indie characters is really good. Like, the stages are well made, the character models are great, um, they took some moves from their original games and put them into the fighting game pretty well, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Despite the, the the bad mechanics. Um, and, like, for example, like, Juan from Guacamole, if you played that, he has, like, this uppercut move. And, like, he has a very visual kind of roll rolling kind of like uh moves so um yeah they 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 nailed the look and feel of that character specifically and i'm sure with the other indie characters they they've done an excellent job too um so yeah big two big bummers Bummer. this week uh for me um but at least we played some cool dt joseph yeah, we did. Josh, uh, take us home. Hopefully you've got some positive stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I've been playing Fortnite still. Um, the uh, weekly update introduced uh, Stark Industries and Iron Man. and Man. That's pretty cool. It's crazy. Yeah. The Stark Industries, you land there and it's there's like 50 people there. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man's over there shooting his blaster or whatever, his chest. It I'm, took I don't know me like twenty, Iron Man. <laughs> probably like twenty tries for me and my friend to uh, get him three times for you know the the challenge. The challenge. We yeah, got him. We we yes. took him down twice in our first like three attempts, but that was just luck probably because the last time mm-hmm. of getting him took like twenty more tries. It was crazy, and yeah, everybody yeah. landing there makes it really difficult because if it was just you and him, it wouldn't be too bad. But you've got like ten robots. He's still there. tough though. He is still tough. He's he can tough. pretty much two shot you, I think. Like. Yeah. It didn't take much. Um, so, yeah, that's really fun. Um, if you haven't checked out the new season yet and you're, you know, on the fence of Fortnite and just, you know, and you like Marvel, this is definitely a, a fun season. Um, also, replaying Plants vs. Zombies. Uh, I replay this every September usually because it's just a really good segue between the hell that is summer and the gloriousness that is fall and spooky time. Um, I, I also <laughs> love this game. Like, this game's fucking amazing. It's great. The soundtrack um, is phenomenal. God, I forgot her name, but she did uh, the soundtrack for um, Super Meat Boy, too. She's a fucking great composer. Um, really good game, though. Really fun. Uh, it's backwards compatible. It's how I'm playing it. Shout out to backwards compatibility. Apparently, we need to shout that from the rooftops because some people think people don't like it. It's great. 
I know there's people that don't use it, but a lot of us do. And I bought this 10 years ago, and I've play, replayed it like... And you're playing it Yeah, now. I replayed it so many times. Really Excellent. fun game. Yeah. Um, um, the, composer, the composer, Lara Shinihara. Does that sound right? She's great. Laura Shinihara. Yeah, I don't sound right. Okay. She's great. Right. Her stuff's on Spotify, <laughs> okay. including the soundtrack. Everybody should listen to it. And if you haven't played Plants vs. Zombies, I remember there was a lot of like, oh, is it a real game? But, but that when it came out, but that was back in 2010 when there was a lot <laughs> of like confusion and fear between like, because a lot of analysts were saying mobile phones are taking away our game systems. And so people kind of resisted mobile-ish games, I think, <laughs> it back then. So stupid now. It does sound stupid now. But <laughs> yeah. that was like, is the Xbox going to be able to sustain and survive the the iPad? Like, yeah, it's going to be fucking fine. People don't just want to play iPad games. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't played this because of that kind of, you know, doom and gloom that was, you know, around back in the day, this is a, it's a fun game. It's it's $15 and it's there's a lot, a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. It's a tower defense game. And it's a it's a damn good one. The uh, kind of um, idea when they when the guy I forgot the guy's name, but the creator of it, he wanted to make a tower defense game with more personality, and like you know, fucking nailed it because those zombies are fucking adorable, and those plants are fucking adorable, and it's fun. Now it has an awesome third right. person shooter series. Yeah, I still need to play Which that. I really enjoy. Yeah, those look yeah. fun. Cool. Well, uh, it's, that's video games, man. Much it. They're good. Yeah, video game. Let me let me make sure. Yeah, that's it. That's all the things. Oh, no, uh, Cloud so, Gardens. Have you played that, Josh? Yeah, I was gonna well, re- do it next week because yeah, of time. I didn't want to have to yeah, rush we're, through we're, it. Yeah, we'll run. We're running because we need to give them. You know. Yeah, I didn't want to give them three or four minutes. Get. I want to give them more time. To... Okay. Yeah. So cool. All right. Well, that's been episode eighty-five. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on this late night. It's almost 11 o'clock on a Saturday where, uh, where I live. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, everybody. Chris, where can people find you when you're not on ActiveQuest? Uh, you can find me at PenwellWrites on Twitter. Um, you can find my work on The Gamer. And uh, wait for it. You can check out Go Beyond! Very uh, nice. With uh, Vaughn Hyde, we talk about My Hero Academia every week. It's a rewatch show, a podcast. Uh, that's for my Hero Academia fans. Um, so if you love the sh- series, go check it out. We have a lot of nerdy conversations, <laughs> discussions, and it gets super interesting. <laughs> I'm just laughing at Josh. He's making a bunch of... I don't know what he's doing over there. Um, I got Chris, excited I, when he said, wait I, for it, wait for it. I was like, oh, man, go beyond. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when Chris says go beyond, it's... There's, there's something something wakes up inside my soul. <laughs> yeah. I don't, ha- I don't know if I have a soul, but if I did... <laughs> and if you've listened to that uh, thank you because um yeah the numbers for that is have been really cool so thank you yeah um it, it's cool when something you do attracts people like you're like oh wow somebody's actually looking at my thing cool that's yeah. i like that uh, if you if um, you do like the show by the way active quest uh, our show uh please give it a review because it get, get, gets more eyes and ears uh to the show yeah, it helps. It does. It helps. On our run of show here, we put, it helps us get to E3, but uh, <laughs> have to delete that. I don't know if that's going to happen next year now. I, no, I think I don't E3's know if that's dumb. Thing. Yeah. They're going to have to come yeah. back with E4. E4? I bet Jeff Keighley's yeah, going to e- do something. If E3's so good, how come there's not an E4? <laughs> Prediction for next year. Uh, uh, Summer Game Fest is becoming physical next year. Perhaps. Perhaps. Uh, Josh? 
Where can people find you when you're not on the show? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Mr. Josh Nichols. Um, you sound like you're you not sure like if you're on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter. Like I'm I think... on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'm there. Um, and then I write uh, at Parallax Media, and I think I could probably talk about the other thing. I just signed all the yeah. paperwork today. I'm just going through the training now. I'm going to be writing about uh, 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 film and TV at Game Rant. Yeah, that's awesome. That's fucking hell, yeah, dude. Hell yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm so proud of you, Josh. Thanks, man. I'm one million, one. I'm, I'm one trillion, actually, proud of you. Well, I am so, one million trillion appreciative. Thank you. Yeah, it it's doing this is hard, man. Like just writing about games and and even movies and everything. Getting to the point where you're like working for a site that like is like big. It's it's hard to get there. So, it's yeah, hard to get out of your head awesome. too when you like. Because it, it sounds simple for people that might not write or talk about this stuff in, in a right. way where you're publishing it. But you're not just talking about games or talking about a movie or a TV show. You're talking about it in a way where you're giving the information to someone else. And it's hard to accept the fact that someone might want to hear what you have to say. Like, there's a lot of, yeah. like, stuff in your head with that, you know? So Yeah, it's, it's a lot. So if you're going to leave a mean comment on a YouTube video or on an article, just... Maybe think twice or th- try to be more constructive with it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> more positive um, stuff in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Josh, congrats on that. Thank Proud you. of you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work on Digital Trends, The Escapist, uh, Game Skinny, a bunch of other places. Uh, and yeah, we appreciate everybody for listening. Hopefully the PS5 event is awesome. We'll see. And we'll, I'm sure, talk about that on episode 86. So we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Let's see Final Fantasy VII Remake 2. Remake Part 2? Oh.